of the day to you, our great friend. Welcome to the biggest election program on your radio, Watching the Votes Are. And I'm your host, Oche Otene. Are you ready? ready. The, the biggest election show is about to hit your radio. It's Watching the Vote Hour. Coming to you live from the Federal Capital Territory, Abuja. Watching the Vote Hour will be on all Raypower stations in Nigeria and Raypower FM 100.5 Abuja. We will be discussing the election and how citizens can participate with interesting guests to discuss and answer questions on the election. Every voter deserves to know how to participate in elections from informed perspective. So, tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Let's talk elections. Watching the vote is brought to you by Yaga Africa and Ray Power FM. Don't forget, 2 p.m. every Tuesday. Get involved. Are you as we approach the 2023 elections, are you wondering if your votes will count? Well, there is a way to find out. Yaga Africa, through its Watching the Vote project, will be deploying citizen observers nationwide using a special election day observation methodology called the Parallel Vote Tabulation, PVT. Using the PVT, Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote will be providing information to citizens on the voting process and counting of results in polling units across Nigeria on election day. We will also be able to verify the accuracy of the election day result. So, what are you waiting for? Collect your PVC and get ready to vote. Your vote will surely make a difference. Watching the vote is for all Nigerians and beholden to none. For updates on the election, follow Yaga Africa via social media at Yaga, that's at Y-I-A-G-A. Ask your questions using the hashtag Watching the Vote. Send us a message on WhatsApp via 0903-800-7744. Watching the vote, making votes count. Yes, indeed. Welcome to the first edition of uh, the WTVR. Watching the vote are is a citizens' platform for discussions on credible elections. The program is dedicated to discussions on the upcoming 2023 presidential elections and the importance of informed citizens' participation in the process. Watching the vote, WTV is a citizen-led election observation initiative of Yaga Africa aimed at enhancing the integrity of elections using technological tools for election observation. WTV is designed to promote credible elections and boost citizens' confidence in the electoral process through the provision of citizens' oversight on elections throughout the electoral cycle. Watching the vote is independent, non-partisan and driven by citizens to provide accurate and timely information on the electoral process, deterring electoral fraud and building confidence in the electoral process. The WTVR is brought to you by Yaga Africa, working with its technical partner, National Democratic Institute, that is NDI, and support from the United States Agency for the International Development, USAID, and the Foreign and Commonwealth Development Office, FCDO. Now, having been observing elections since 2011, watching the vote, we'll be observing the 2023 general elections 
This will include a pre-election observation and deploying a special election day observation methodology called the Parallel Vote Tabulation, that is the PVT, to observe the presidential election, which will enable Yaga Africa to provide citizens with timely information on the electoral process and to also verify the accuracy of the election results announced. And please do not forget that you can be part, that you are an integral part of the show and you can be part of the show uh, much, much later. We will give you the phone lines to call in and be part of it. As we approach the 2023 elections, are you wondering if your votes will count? Well, there is a way to find out. Yaga Africa, through its Watching the Vote project, will be deploying citizen observers nationwide using a special election day observation methodology called the Parallel Vote Tabulation, PVT. Using the PVT, Yaga Africa's Watching the Vote will be providing information to citizens on the voting process and counting of results in polling units across Nigeria on election day. We will also be able to Verify the accuracy of the election day result. So, what are you waiting for? Collect your PVC and get ready to vote. Your vote will surely make a difference. Watching the vote is for all Nigerians and beholden to none. For updates on the election, follow Yaga Africa via social media at Yaga. That's at Y-I-A-G-A. Ask your questions using the hashtag Watching the Vote. Send us a message on WhatsApp via 0903-800-7744. Watching the vote, making votes count. Of course, the program is watching the vote. And, uh, you know, uh, for you to know more about what you have just listened to, stay tuned with us as we have uh, Yaga Africa's head of elections with us in their building, Dr. Vault Paul James. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I thank you for the invitation. Great to have you indeed. Now, as head of elections, Yaga Africa, what's your? Uh, would you give us a hint to the experience with previous election observation deployment? So for us at Yaga, like you had said in the opening, we have been observing elections since 2011. But specifically, we started deploying a more systematic approach to election observation since the Ondo elections in 2016. Uh, observing both the pre-election phase and election day and also some uh, post-election related engagements. And so, um, like we know, elections are always context-specific. Every Mm -hmm. state with the different experiences. Mm -hmm. And so if I begin, for instance, from Ondo, I mean, you get different reaction, different reception in Mm -hmm. different states that we deploy, we engage. In Ondo, Part of the engagement or assessment that Yaga did before the election, we identified some difficult terrains and we used that for engagement with the election commission to advise them against their deployments and about uh, the deployment for election day. Mm. To a large extent, that was helpful. If we go to Anambra in 2017, mm. a different context, participation was very low in the build-up to the election, mm. uh, which also impacted on citizens' participation in the election. In fact, even the agency that was responsible for providing voter education, there, the National Orientation Agency, didn't do much mm. before the so election. there was a bit of voter, voters' apathy. Yeah, before the election in Anambra in 2017. 17. And so a part of the reason that they had advanced then was the concern about resources Mm-hmm. to engage in voter registration. Mm-hmm. Turnout in the election was about 24%. I mean, case by case, different reaction, different elections. Um, if you go to 
for instance, in 2018 mm. uh, ocean election, Yaga Africa did deploy the PVT, the parallel vote tabulation. Okay. If you recall, that election was too close to call. Mm. It was difficult to say definitively who has won the election yeah. after the ra- first round of voting. Yes. And so we stated our observation findings, and so we couldn't also observe the second round of voting for obvious reasons. Mm. Observers were not allowed to assess polling units, okay. um, and so it was also characterized by violence in some uh, quarters. So mm. from the Aga Africa standpoint, uh, based of that election, we thought it did not meet the integrity standards, and mm-hmm. also we did not verify the outcome of that election. In fact, in recent time, if okay. you think about also the 2019 presidential election, mm-hmm. we got different reactions from uh, stakeholders especially from the political party. We call out the election for what it was, especially because we thought it did not meet the expectations of citizens. Of citizens. Yes. Yeah. Um, granted, there was a winner in the election, but if you go back and begin to look at other elements of the election, even okay. in terms of participation, yeah. there were concerns around um, voter suppression. We got mm-hmm. about 12 or 13 states where we thought votes were cancelled unnecessarily. You okay. got even a whole state, for instance, where in six local governments at the end of the election, the results were cancelled. Mm. River State affecting over 900,000 900, voters. So if you look at all of those cases, okay. what happened from that election, we got different reactions even from citizens because mm. citizens, for instance, accused Yaga for going ahead to even verify the winner of the election without looking at the other uh, concerns around the process. For the political parties... So elections saw, that you do not verify, what then happens? Of course, um, we approach election as looking at it as a process. Okay. We look at what happened before, during, and after election. Okay. To verify the election, we don't do that in isolation of what we see in the build-up to the election. Interesting. There are a lot of reasons also that could make us to not verify an election. Even from our own point as Yaga, if we do not do our work well, mm-hmm. we will not verify. For instance, I'm sure we'll talk about the methodology we deploy, but if we don't get a good response rate from our observers, we'll not be able to say definitively who has won the election, so okay. we'll not verify. But also, where the election is too close to mm. call, where the winners, it's uh, not possible to say who exactly is the winner from the election, at that point, we can only say it is consistent with our finding and may not necessarily tell the people this is exactly who has won. But there are also other instances. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019 Koji election, mm-hmm. we documented 125 serious incidents. Mm-hmm. That was an election that a woman leader was killed, yeah, if you remember. Uh, sir, exactly. Sad, so sad a very story. violent election. Mm-hmm. In that atmosphere, we thought people were not given the chance to freely express their democratic choice. Mm-hmm. We called out the election. We had asked, we asked INET to cancel the election and to repeat the process. But mm-hmm. at that point also, there were, of course, uh, the challenges of the electoral. And mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, at that point, because mm-hmm. INET has started the process, INET will definitely have to cancel it. If those concerns were before the election, mm-hmm. based on the old electoral, and INET will have cancel the election. And if that's think of, in this program even yeah, right now. So if you mm. think of another instance also, because I'm, I'm building on something, okay. Biosa in 2019, after the election, we also didn't verify the election because mm. we saw a new narrative to election conduct in this country. Mm-hmm. Election could be fair, mm-hmm. election could be credible, but election may not be transparent. Mm-hmm. In the sense that based on the data we got from the election, election didn't happen in about 24% of polling units, but mm-hmm. a winner was declared at the end. 
whether it was by popular vote or not, it is left for the people to say. But then, uh, at that point, we call out the infractions we saw from that election. Uh, people, everybody moved on quickly from the election. So you look at it from with different lenses, but like I said, most times you also want to connect what happened before the election, what happened on election, and even what happened after the election. Like I said, you cannot confirm a violent election, for mm-hmm. instance. You cannot confirm an election where people did not get the chance mm-hmm. to uh, truly express their democratic rights. Right. Okay. Interesting. Now, the presidential election is just about six to seven days away and um i would like you to give us a hint to your election observation deployment plan for the 2023 presidential elections well let us also be clear that's not the only election that is happening in 2023 it's the first set of elections Mm -hmm. that will be happening but we got the house of assembly Mm -hmm. uh national assembly elections even the governorship election Mm -hmm. we'll be engaging all the elections but then uh to be specific about the presidential we'll be deploying a special kind of methodology that we call the parallel vote tabulation methodology is a, a systematic way of observing an election. It's an election day observation methodology. But I will backtrack before I talk about that to say okay. we are doing a comprehensive engagement of the election, mm-hmm. looking at what happened before the election, during and after the election. Okay. So as part of our pre-election assessment or engagement, we have deployed 822 long-term observers, one at least in each of the local governments in the country. Um, so what happens here is that every fortnight, every two weeks, they assess the election preparatory activities in their local government and okay. then they send a report to Yaga Africa okay. by also confirming and reporting on any critical incident that will have happened mm-hmm. in the course of the observation. So what are we doing? We are uh, uh, principally focusing on five critical elements. Okay. We are tracking and reporting INEC preparatory activities. Activities, for instance, like even the distribution of PVC that is mm-hmm. ongoing now. Okay. The uh, identification of polling units, if you recall, INEC uh, recently did expansion of polling units mm-hmm. where they had, uh, from the 119 that we used to have, now we've got about 176,000 polling units. Local, yeah. So, conversation uh, around where are even these polling units located, mm-hmm. are voters aware? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, even, I mean, when INEC did this, we saw some oversized polling units. Okay. The idea of doing this was to... Um, uh, be able to divide the polling in a way that uh, I ne- a manageable number of voters per polling for INEC on election day. But mm-hmm. we still got a pro- based on other election we observed in the FCT election in 2022 uh, mm-hmm. February, okay. in the Anambra election of November last year, in mm-hmm. the Ekitia election Nation that also happened yes. mid of this year. We realized that there were still some concerns about oversized polling units. Polling mm-hmm. still have over 2,000 registered voters and the like, so which we thought could be a problem for election day. So these are the kind of concerns we engage uh, in the pre-election to see whether or not INEC is working towards that. Meeting with stakeholders, for instance, I am um, recruiting of ad hoc personnel. Conversation even around election day logistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see, for instance, today mm-hmm. INEC had uh, met with the. Uh, National Union of Road Transport Workers, mm-hmm. where they have signed up an MOU about how to transport logistics and uh, election materials. Okay. If you think about the other element, also uh, party activities, necessarily about a uh, party campaign, we are observing the process and reporting as these political parties are engaging in a campaign, whether they are issue based campaign or whether they are the usual rhetoric of hate speech and all of okay. that. We are also observing voter education activities.
committees by INEC, by National Orientation Agency, by CSOs. Okay. The other element also is tracking the activities of uh, people with a uh, group with them as a marginalized group, women, youth, and persons with disabilities. disabilities. So, okay. in the other part also is we're building early warning signs. Uh, we are tracking and reporting any early warning signs of election-related violence, okay. indicators for election violence. Because Interesting, a, because of, of late, there have been um, reports of INEC offices being burned here and there, and uh, INEC is saying, well, the security agencies must redouble efforts. Yeah, it's a huge concern because if this is not addressed, we thought it is uh, definitely going to affect impact on INEC preparations for mm. the election. Uh to date, we've got report of over 50 INEC officers that have been attacked, uh, that have been burnt or attacked in the last uh, yeah. four years since 2019. This year alone, over 10. Mm-hmm. In fact, just last week or so, our observers also reported from Emo State uh, uh, about the attack on INEC with even videos of okay. uh, these attacks. We thought they are, I mean, they shouldn't be happening now, especially uh, where we know resources are scarce and also INEC is grappling with planning for uh, a very uh, a big election in the continent of mm-hmm. Africa. So that's a huge concern. But again, those are. INEC is saying that it's not really a challenge because we're printing some of these very vital uh, elements that will be used for the elections. Won't be a difficult thing to come by but looking at the reflex action that it will have on the citizens what would you say i think it's a human element that we also need to look at mm-hmm. i know it's psychological and i mm-hmm. may also want to be saying this so even uh, i mean for INEC, that is the way to break out of it but we are all humans and mm-hmm. we should be honest with ourselves if people don't feel secured in that it's even beyond INEC. Okay. if people don't feel secured in that environment people may not necessarily go to engage the process okay. we have seen that in the past that politicians or the bad elements in the society are beginning to weaponize violence they are using violence now as a means of expression mm-hmm. in the build up to the Edo 2020 elections uh, Edo has 18 local government. Young mm-hmm. Africa documented and reported concerns of election-related violence in 12 of the 18 local governments. Okay. Same with Ondo in 2013, uh, 2020. 13 mm-hmm. of 18 local governments. Different shares of election-related, pre-election-related incidents. So, I mean, it is just one too many. We need to call it for what it is. If it yes, is indeed. not checked met now, if it is not stopped now, it would definitely impact on uh, participation. For INEC, for instance, it has been assuring Nigerians that they are okay, they are ready, but this is the same kind of communication we got in 2019, and then election came, INEC had to postpone. This would definitely affect INEC uh, preparation. It would definitely affect INEC's budget. Based off the near electra and INEC okay. is supposed to get their resources one year to the election. Mm. Paul James, you did talk about uh, a very important uh, segment of the show. You mentioned parallel vote tabulation. Uh, I'd like you to further give us explanation on that. So, it is an advanced election day uh, methodology, observation methodology okay. that is deployed by non-partisan citizen observers. It util- utilizes the science of statistics. When you say non-partisan, what do you mean? I'm coming to that. Let me learn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it utilizes statistics and ICT 
to observe the election day voting and counting processes and also verify election results in near real time. So it's because of uh, the technicalities that are involved in it that I'm also trying to use that uh, those them non-partisan okay. because it also has to come from a more neutral point for people to trust it. You want an independent group or independent body to deploy that. Um, I mean, political parties or even anybody that is interested could do those kind of things for their own interest. Mm -hmm. I'm using the time also to assert that uh, Yaga is independent in this engagement, that okay. Yaga is looking at it from a non-partisan perspective because, non like you okay. said in the opening, mm -hmm. we are beholden to none. Yes. We are for all Nigerians and we are driven by data. But coming back to the PVT, what is what is it about and what does it do? Yeah. Now, um, I say it utilizes the science of that. What we use do using the uh, the PVT what in we, real time. You, you also it, yeah, that. what okay. we do essentially is to observe the election day processes. Okay. If you think about the process of opening of polls, hmm. uh, deployment of materials, polling units, uh, uh, essential materials. Uh, deployment of officials, the entire process of voting okay. and counting, mm. and then when uh, until results are posted at the polling unit level. So yes. based on the information, the results that the observers will get in their purest from at the polling unit level, then we run a parallel tabulation with INEC official results okay. to confirm whether what INEC is announcing at those level tallies or compare with what we have or what observers have reported. If there are any infraction, no wonder the name parallel. Yes. Mm. Okay. If there are any infraction, mm. they will be able to spot the infraction and report it as it is. But then, to break it further, um, Nigeria has 176,846 okay. polling units okay. for the 2023 election. Okay. But, I mean, we are in the age of... Uh, limited resources mm -hmm. sadly mm -hmm. you want to prioritize in this context uh quality over quantity okay. so using the idea of what we do in our everyday life sampling like i am sick i go to the hospital what do they do they run a check yes. they just take a sample of blood and they run the check and based on that the feedback could be whether the person has the illness or doesn't okay. have the illness mm -hmm. if you think also about just everything everyday life mm -hmm. if you go to the market to buy grain for instance they don't have to empty the whole bag of uh, the whole sack of yes, beans they just, just take a little sample taking a fashion from it you'll be able to based on that you'll run a judgment whether this is a good beans or not a good beans. Mm -hmm. so different different analogies different uh, ideas, uh, I mean, abounds about this. So, so what we do is we don't necessarily have to go to all the polling units. We take a sample of this polling units okay. based on established statistical principle. We do two things. We do randomization mm. and stratification. Okay. Randomization is, we're picking at random, but we're also stratifying based on the geographical location, uh, the, uh, the geography of Nigeria that every uh, polling unit that is within the geopolitical zone, every polling unit within the state, every polling unit within the local government or within the world will have the equal chance of being represented in the sample. So it's just like throwing out everything in a hat and then you draw off a raffle and based on the draw you make a pick from that. So once, once we have all of that, then we make what, the pick. What is Yaga Africa's um, agenda for Head uh, for, for red zones for flashpoints. I'm coming to okay. that one, but I'm not done with the explanation of the okay. PVT. Okay. So, once we do that, I mean, we pick at random and then we do another thing. We recruit observers that live within those samples because okay. movement will be restricted on election day. 
Yes. So when we pick the observers, the observers are trained, of course, they deploy. So they report based on the findings from the polling that they will be uh, assigned okay. that will be assigned to them on election day. We aggregate all of this report. We run analysis. We have a specialized database that quickly run analysis as they are coming in, and then we share feedback with the public. Mm. Doing that, it allows us to do two things: okay. to provide timely and precise information, information about the election day process of voting and counting okay. and also to verify election results in near real time. Okay. So what do we do on election day? We'll be providing updates at different intervals during the election. For instance, in the morning, as early as 7.38, Young Africa can project or give idea of the number of a percentage of polling needs that have opened. Okay. Now, because we are not in every location, what mm. we do is to be given estimates. You may not hear us give numbers within a narrow range, okay. narrow range of uh, um, margin of error. Mm. So we'll be providing this update, this estimate at different points, at different times on election day. But in terms of reporting also, at some point during the day on election, they will provide a statement to Nigeria that gives update on what we have seen in the opening stages. Okay. And then later on, after the process, maybe towards the evening, we also provide a report okay. of what we have seen on the election day process. And then as soon as ANEC is done with their own collation of results and announcement, announcement of the winner, yeah. we then verify whether that confirms with what we have seen at the polling unit or not. Of course, it's still the biggest election program on radio, and you're listening to Ray Paul. Now, we move on. Paul James, what has been citizens' feedback to Yaga Africa's deployment of the parallel vote tabulation? Well, I wish this can be a calling so that citizens will really tell you <laughs> what has been the impact yeah. of our deployment. But that aside, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, uh, beside the element of even the human empowerment yeah. and all of that, you are giving citizens the opportunity to take the destiny of the country, the destiny of their own future into their hand by engaging in the process, by working with us closely. I don't want to be the trumpet to be blowing what they say about what we do, but it's also about the impact of this engagement to them, to their community, to this mm -hmm. larger society and the likes. Of course, when we say citizen, I look at it broadly, even from my engagement with political parties, mm -hmm. engagement with traditional leaders, with the security and all of that. So for all of this uh, uh, different strata, when you engage with them, of course, you get the positive feedback that they love what observer groups are doing and they keep encouraging observers to continue. But most times it's also about how they use, how they engage with this feedback. Mm. For instance, uh, when we observe Oshun uh, mm. uh, in the middle of this year, this year, there were concerns before the election about some uh, elements that were uh, held bent on disrupting the process of the election. Okay. We got the information from citizens. We engaged with the police, then the DIG, uh, Johnson Babatunde Kokuma, who was in charge of the election. Okay. We raised these concerns, and he assured that they were going to mop up and ensure some arrests before the election. And if you go back to the reports from Oshun, 24 hours before the election, the police did arrest some mm. of these bad elements that also, to some extent, I think, contributed to the kind of sanity we saw around the election on election day. So these are, for me, the kind of positive engagement you get with citizens as we continue to interfere, uh, uh, interact along the electoral okay. process. So it has been positive and it has been warm so far. Okay, so far in the Southeast, there have been reports about we. we 
we, we talked about that earlier, INEC office has been burned and all of that. Now, in hot red zones, Astad, what is the implementation or how is the implementation of the PVT going to be? Well, before that is also, I mentioned something about our recruitment. Okay. This is why we are very deliberate and intentional in the recruitment that we recruit people that are from those locations. Okay. Because as an organization, as an institution, we, even, we prioritize uh, safety ahead of even all of this. Mm. And then this is also the training, the kind of communication we provide at different trainings for the observers. Okay. They are recruited from within their community for the idea that they will know uh, the community well and also um, be involved it, in the process. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And if things are happening along, I mean, uh, within th those perimeters, mm -hmm. they know how to respond effectively to that. But beyond that is also the fact that as these things are happening from our pre-election engagement, yes. what we do is we don't do the undertaker approach of waiting until the thing is dead and okay. the person is dead to bury. We collect this information from these same citizens and engage with the citizens, about with the um, stakeholders about what we are seeing from the build up to the election. The election okay. Yeah. But then as for the hotspots, of course, uh, if INEC is going to conduct elections in this location... We should for, expect sufficient security. Exactly. So that's what we are anticipating will likely happen. That at the moment, we have not had any official communication from INEC to spot at the red, flag, uh, the red zones where okay. they think they may not be able to conduct election. But then we are on alert. We are also conscious of the environment and what is happening. Where it is not safe for observers, of course, we will prioritize our personal safety ahead of the deployment. Interesting. If you're just tuning in, of course, the program is watching the vote right here on Ray Pond Network. And I have in the building our guest, uh, a heavyweight when it comes to election monitoring. I'm talking about Paul James, and he's been t talking to us on quite a number of issues. Paul James, there have also been reports about uh, people selling their PVCs for as low as 2,000 Naira. I mean, that is really, really of great concern to a lot of people. Yeah, that is a huge concern and no even sparing any state based on what we have been getting from the pre-election assessment so far. It's becoming a recurring concern in every election. It's becoming a big, a, a huge monster to the our electoral democracy. But then... You can look at it from two ways. Okay. One is the fact that I think we think our elections are getting better. Okay. Um, if you think since the introduction of the uh, te of technology, for instance, mm. it has given more power to the voter. Okay. In the past, election results are even written before elections are conducted. Mm. Now politicians will have to go and look for the voters. And it's sad that some, ele some voters are falling into the narrative of um, election, looking at election as harvest time, it is my own time to chop and all of that. <laughs> Bad narratives, uh, sadly. But then, that is also where voter education, voter information is important. You hear a lot of narrative like, uh, I will take what vote my conscience. Mm. And I always said, if you take, you don't have a conscience. The conscience is dead. Don't even engage in taking in the first place. That's a better way to look at it. Yes, <laughs> because we are, we are actually resistance from citizens. Okay. If you go back to Anambra election, we mm. got some women in yeah. Anambra that rejected uh, collecting some anything from women, politicians, yes. even in a Kitty election that mm. happened. So I think those are the kind of narrative that we should be uh, 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 pushing uh, 
gradually that education will go around people will reject that i don't want to go into those always conversation about weaponizing poverty and all of that mm. I, it's sad that this thing has continued to remain but i wouldn't want to glorify or dignify that the voters i mean should understand the power of their vote their politicians are looking for them now is because votes are beginning to count and they should negotiate better if anybody will come to ask to buy their votes then they should negotiate how much the vote will cost in four years what is the minimum wage for four years any voter any part, part, politician that is willing to do that can think about how to channel the resources better to make our lives better interesting like i told you as we started the show that you can't be part of the program uh, this time we will open the phone lines for you to call and uh, contribute your quota the numbers to dial still remain 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265 those are the digits to dial to be part of the conversation again the numbers are 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. And uh, here we go. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Oshai. What's your name? Great to have you. Let's meet you. What's and your name? Good afternoon to your guest as well. What's your name, My sir? Name is Tajudin. My name is Tajudin. I'm calling from Mapo. Tajudin, talk to us. I just want to ship in briefly. You know, both buying... You know, all these things. I'm not too, you know, concerned about all those ones. These are processes that I believe with time, we master it. My major concern is this killing of political opponents. See what happened to this woman in uh, Kaduna, this uh, Labour Party uh, woman. person. And another candidate in uh, the eastern part of the country, I don't know which particular state, I think most state or two. Okay. Another Labour Party, out of, I mean, out of, uh, state out of assembly member, was equally killed. Of what benefit is this killing of political opponents to those who that are doing all these evils, you know, uh, acts? What do you benefit by taking another person's life because you want to gain political power? I cannot imagine this kind of satanic and this evil behavior among our politicians. If you are out to serve, genuinely, once you kill your opponent because you want to serve, is it not for the people to decide if they really want you or not? That yes, is indeed. my worry. Because most of the people that are very much ready to contribute their own little quota by coming forward to contest for political offices are now afraid to come forward because of evil because of this evil minded people. Why do you kill your fellow human being because you want to gain political power? All That's right, not my then. What are we really doing? Okay, so what are we doing? What are we really doing towards that? Let's get your take. Well, I think I wouldn't have said it better than Tajuddin. It's sad that we, are, we still have this kind of narratives to our election, especially uh, when it, for me, uh, killing is bad in whatever circumstance, mm -hmm. in whatever form. But when it also involves women, I think it's even more, 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 more yes. terrible, more sad that this is happening. Yeah. Because... It affects their participation in the election. Cardinal was not even the only reports we got. There was mm -hmm. also another report in Kebi, for instance, about the same uh, 
woman that they have thought had moved from another party to another mm. party. So when these things continue and they are not stopped, especially by the people that should stop them, and you don't also hear any official communication from the government, arrest it, and exactly, and all. it becomes even more concerning, uh, 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 more, more, more worrying. So. Okay. I mean, this is what I just expect, especially as we are pivoting towards the election. Okay. You'll be hearing about what the government is doing to stop this. All right, Paul James. Again, the numbers are 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. The numbers are 0818-4270-287 or 0818 Four two seven zero two six five. Those are the digits to dial to be part of the conversation this mo- this lovely afternoon. And do not forget this program. It's coming to you via Yaga Africa. Okay, we have another caller. Hello, good afternoon. Zero eight one eight four two seven zero two eight seven or zero eight one eight four two seven zero two six five are the digits to dial to be part of the conversation. Uh, do you have questions for our guests in the studio this lovely, lovely afternoon? And uh, if you're just tuning in, the program is still watching. The votes are right here on Raypar. Hello. Hello. Hello, good afternoon. My name is Armstrong Fair, calling from Benin. Armstrong, talk to us, please. Okay, um, I appreciate uh, this program sponsored by Yaga Africa. And I want to say the, this coming election uh, will be free, fair, and credible. We have let uh, fight and uh, innocent. Uh, Nigerians, especially those contesting. And how do we achieve that? I need to report uh, politicians that are, I mean, bent on killing opponents. Okay. And then we could also preach peace and uh, development. Thank you. By doing so, Nigerians are educated with this program. Interesting. Let's show the killing of uh, opponents. Let's show killing of uh, ourselves. Nigeria is for us. It's for the living. Thank you. Thank you, Armstrong from Benin. Now, let me come to you, Paul James. How can the citizens really get involved in this entire process? I think citizens are getting involved. We just need to beat the drum more. Mm-hmm. Getting involved for me, participation starts even from when people go to register. And we saw the PVCs even. Yes, mm. that's why I'm saying people are getting involved. They just need to be encouraged to do more. Okay. The first point was to even present themselves to INEC for the um, voter registration, which a lot have done. Mm. By the last count, over 93 million Nigerians are now on the register. Mm. But it's also beyond that. In the last election, only 72. I mean, 72 million collected. Let's PVC. welcome more calls here. Hello. Good afternoon. Oh, goodness me. The numbers again are 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. Those are the digits to dial to be part of the conversation. 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. 
Great to have you. Let's meet you, please. Please, I'm John from Sapla. John, talk to us. Please, I consider the recruitment of the son. How can a person involved if you're interested? Okay. How can one be involved? John is asking. Well, John. I'm Sapele. Talk about it, but our recruitment is not haphazard. It is systematic. Like I said, it's based on samples. So if John happens to fall within the location of our sample, we can talk to our supervisor because our recruitment is currently ongoing okay. now. It will end in the first week of January. If John is within our sample and he meets all our criteria, like mm. a registered voter, and I mean, in the location, and it will okay. be available to work with us for the election, of course. We can take John on board, and John, and uh, if John is also not partisan, because this is a totally a completely non-partisan affair. It must be independent. You must be independent. <laughs> okay, here we go with our next caller. Hello, good afternoon. Hello, good afternoon. Let's meet you. Yes, hello, good afternoon. Yes, what's your name and location? Yeah, my name is Christopher Dixon. I just came in from Lagos. I'm doing the review. And I believe this is your program. It's a very interesting program. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to Yaga for this. My question is this. In a place like Lagos State, where only one candidate is allowed to advertise uh, or allowed to... Uh, the reception from your end is not so clear, my brother. Uh, we may just have to let you go. The numbers again are 0818-4270-287 or 0818-4270-265. And here we go. Hello, good afternoon. Afternoon. Great I'm to have you. Let's meet you, please. Yes, uh, I'm from Sergin. I, I, I really want to commend uh, INEC. By, uh, they have done a very good job by the introduction of Bivas. And, okay. Uh, we help us both uh, online and offline to get uh, credible results. Secondly, the increment of over 21 million voters in okay. this country from 72 million to 93, over 93, is commendable. But I also want political parties to help INEC by uh, increasing sensitization among Nigerians of the need to have voter cards. It's not just uh, for 2023 election. Yeah. It's a national identity. And most Nigerians are not aware of this. The voter card can be used for so many other reasons outside of elections. So I commend them. And then I call on churches, I call on religious bodies, Parisian leaders, youth, to vote irrespective of political parties. Let's vote for people who have this country at heart. God bless we God must bless thank you. Thank you, Armstrong. There. 0818 or 0818 Those are the digits to dial to be part of the conversation right here. Okay, let me move back to you, Paul James. We were talking about uh, citizens' participation and also encouraging people to do more. Uh, the other day on radio, some persons called in and they were asking questions. How can INEC make the process even less strenuous? Less strenuous. For example, I go to collect my PVC and I'm spending five, six hours. Some persons will not want to go through 
that process? Yeah, I think um, no excuses for INEC. INEC is trying like somebody had uh, mentioned earlier, but um, if you look at the registration that happened before now, yeah. uh, I, I, I'm not sure we have a centralized database that have all of this information and INEC can just at a go send information to voters and say, your PVC is ready or is in this location, come and pick them up. What INEC had done recently is to begin to harvest some of this information, code them on their database, and they have started sending out information yeah. to voters about where to pick up. I anticipated before now that some partnership will have happened with okay. the telecommunication company, mm -hmm. even as their uh, corporate responsibility, social, social corporate responsibility, to just be helping to send out this text blast. But then this has started. INEC will just need to do more in terms of communicating well, communicating more about the location, and and also um, having their staff on ground. Mm -hmm. I see they have even extended the collection to even Sundays. Having us, their staff on ground to respond to some of these queries from voters and to assist them to really get their own cards. Interesting. Now for those... Okay, let's take this call before we march in. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's meet you, please. Hello? Yes, good afternoon. What's your name and location? This is Tayo calling from Egbeda. Tayo from Egbeda, talk to us. Tayo calling from Egbeda. Yes, please talk to us. All right, so um, a good job. Um, well, I want to thank the man there, your your guest. Paul James is his he name. Spoken, <laughs> he, has, he has spoken very well. Now, my my own concern is when you read out uh, activities that have been embarked upon by the INEC um, as a body and they mentioned when they mentioned that they had some agreement with NULTW, that didn't really sit down well with me. I mean, he, he, I raised an eyebrow because you and I know that Lagos, for instance, NULTW, formerly NULTW, has openly supported a particular candidate. So, how, how sure are we going to, I mean, how are we going to be? assured that there will not be some form of partiality or whether it will be I mean this partnership will not run into some people, you know, benefiting at the end of the day thing. It might look as as if it's no longer, you know, non partisan. Okay. It's just a concern. All right. Uh, Paul James, you want to address? Yeah, that? I think I share your concern too. I understand, especially if you look at the human side, uh, the human element to all of this. Okay. But you also understand that election is logistics heavy. INEC mm. does not have the resources to do all. And so INEC, as I know, is partnering. It's coming up with different strategies with even other stakeholders like the security and a union of road, different union of road transport workers. There is going to be an MOU. Okay. which is going to commit both parties and where there is any of the parties default, of course, you expect the law to take its own course. We expect that these people will put Nigeria first. We have saw, so we, we see, see the impact of what they did, for instance, in AKT election. Okay. Before the election, there was a meeting with the uh, Obama of uh, yeah. AKT, Ado AKT mm. where he charged them and committed them to ensure that they work uh, 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 they work uh, with INEC to ensure a smooth delivery yeah. of logistics to the polling unit and that happened seamlessly. Election started early. I was in a stakeholder meeting in Oshun where also the owner of IFE okay. uh, uh, I mean 
charged also the road transport workers to also ensure they put. So you the, see that synergy and that. that yes, leadership. and I see how it has happened uh, in the last election mm -hmm. and how we uh, it has contributed to the successes of the election. Is just to continue to hope. I mean that all of these people now that are on this on board with INEC will respect the letters and spirit of this MOU and ensure mm -hmm. that they put the interests of the country first. All of us can serve also as police for this election. Mm -hmm. e election is everybody's business. If we see things are not going the way they should go, then we bring it up to the attention of the authorities. Interesting. As we wrap up on the show, um, I wouldn't like those who are just tuning in to really miss out on the conversations we've had. And earlier, you did say that there will be a pre-election observation and deploying uh, a special election day observation methodology called the parallel votes tabulation, that is the PVT, to observe the presidential election. Can you just give us a wrap on that? Yes, yeah, so what is going to happen for us at Yaga is that we're going to have observers that are deployed to our sample polling units. In every local government in this country, we'll have at least one Yaga Africa observer. Mm -hmm. Some local governments will, of course, have more. And then on election day, they will observe the entire process from the opening of polls to the close of polls. And we'll be sending in information to Yaga at different intervals mm -hmm. to an online database where we'll aggregate all of this information and then make a sense of the information they share our findings with the public. The commitment from Yaga is that we will remain non-partisan, we'll okay. of course, before all Nigerians, and then the initiative will be driven by data. So we'll be providing updates using our social media platforms on election day at the different stages of the process. We'll be providing infographics that Nigeria can follow and understand what is really happening in the different locations where elections will take place. Interesting indeed. We must thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, talking about head of election, uh, Yaga Africa. And Paul James. I like the name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> For justice in Nigeria, a local boy. <laughs> Interested in that. Now, remember, Yaga Africa will be observing the 2023 presidential elections by deploying the parallel vote tabulation, that is the PVT methodology, which uses statistics and information and communication technology, ICT, to provide systematic data on the quality of election day processes while also verifying the accuracy of the official results. WTVR will be live on Ray Pass stations nationwide every Tuesday at exactly 2 p.m. as a platform for citizens to engage and uh, for the engagement on the elections with interesting guests and conversations uh, on the elections. I'm sure you had a good time and it's well time with Paul James. The show will be nothing without the listeners across Nigeria. So Yaga Africa invites you to stay tuned, uh, to stay tuned in as we work together to promote credible election in the state. Now, WTVR is brought to you by Yaga Africa and her partners, NDI, USAID, UK Aid, and uh, you can also follow www.watchingthevote.org or Facebook, uh, www.facebook.com slash Yaga. Our Twitter handle is at Yaga. The Yaga is spelled Y-I-A-G-A. Yaga, Y-I-A-G-A. -A. You can also send a message if you want to contact Yaga on 090-38-007744. I'll take the number again, 90
Well, that's how, that's the size of the program this lovely, lovely afternoon. And I must give my sincere kudos to Omoni. Big ups to you. And also to Paul James. And to you, our great listener. My name is Oche Otene. Please stay with us. <laughs> 